of October. Oh my god. I know. What's happening? I don't know. It's spooky uh, season though. It's spooky season. Still. This is not a spooky podcast, but it is still it's very much spooky season. Don't even get me started about how early we saw Halloween candy. It gets yeah. early by the it's soon it's going to be just like Easter. It's going to be everything's just going to be one big combo holiday. Laura, I feel like saw a picture where it was a mixture like half the aisle was Halloween, half the aisle was Christmas in August. Real gross. I just don't think we should be doing all that during summer. I, I, I agree. It's, yeah. But the most I could give you in August is some fall decorations in preparation for September. Yeah. Some leaves. But Maybe even now, pink. it feels like it, it's not fall until like late in the well, here, year. Here because, in Texas. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you can't even like, the vibes aren't even there, you know? No, the pumpkin, the PSL, which is not my thing. <laughs> Are we calling it? That, that is what they call it on the internet. <laughs> Pumpkin spice latte came out in mid August, early August. It was like no. a big day at Starbucks. It just launched like. No, oh, it did. Yeah. End of August. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're right. Anyway, it was months ago. You can still enjoy yourself some pumpkin spice latte. It's not for me, but I'm not judging. But today we're talking about independent TV, which I go to. What is it? Mm-hmm. But, um, it is kind of interesting in terms of, I feel like this has been a conversation for a long time. There are different festivals that do full on, you know, independent pilots. And I know even this summer, Steven Soderbergh released uh, a show that you, I think it's like $7 for the series with Michael Sarah something X. Mm-hmm. Yep. We can look it up. So the choices of people who have, traditional avenues to make TV. Because I understand if you're, you know, the age old story that people talk about is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia made their pilot and then remade it once it got picked up. So I understand if you're literally just making things as a young or unestablished person. But when you have traditional roots available to you, what makes you decide to do independent TV? What I think is even more interesting about that is our micro panel today is with James Lafferty and Stephen Coletti and Alexandra Park, who do everybody's doing great. Everyone, Everyone is, is doing, doing great. great. Everyone is doing great. It is actually a great title, either way you say it, because I find myself saying it in all forms, like to each other. We're doing great. Everybody's doing great. Yeah, it's great. It is part of the vernacular now. Yeah, but they did this a few years ago. They're doing. We're, they're talking about season two with us. That we screened season one in 2018, but even since then, what do you need to go make a whole a whole show, not just a pilot, a whole series independently? And then how do you plan to get it out, and what do you do with it? And does that become more popular as we have disagreements with studios and distribution models? I don't know. It. I don't see what the only thing to me that seems a problem. And I had an independent filmmaker recently tell me that this wasn't a problem. What is financing like the expenses to make a show independently? And I think depending on who you are, that Steven Soderbergh, maybe not a problem. Yeah. James and Steven did. They did crowdfunding and things like that. But 
if funding isn't an issue, I get my I guess the next issue that I would see as being like at least a big hurdle without the mechanism is having people find it. Yeah. The marketing of it and where you do you have a big enough name and a big enough system built in to get attention? Because otherwise you could have something great that just nobody ever people don't find things on Hulu. They talk a little bit about how different it is to be. Yes, you get to go off and make the thing that you want, but you also are coming in from the outside. And so like that investment of the development process Mm -hmm. isn't there when you go in to like sell the project. The investment from like the studio or like that we were a part of making it. Right. They don't have that like the executive, you know, it's like that relationship isn't quite the same. And so like either, I mean, if they really want it, then great. They're going to just, they can buy it and put it out. But if it's something that you kind of have to, if it's not... I guess it doesn't fit within whatever slate they're going for at that time, then you're kind of out of luck. Or if you don't have a big enough name that makes them, like, if you happen to make, if you're Steven Soderbergh, again, like, and he didn't even, I wonder what his choice was because he put it up independently and I I think it's $7 on some independent distribution model. At the same time, like, within the same week, his show Full Circle aired on HBO Max. So it's not like... He probably couldn't have taken that show to any number of streamers. He decided to do this other thing with it because I think it's really unique and I've heard him talk about it. Like He's a little scientist. He likes yeah. to go and like experiment and yeah. like, yeah, let's shoot it on a phone. Let's put it up ourselves. Let's do, you know, right. it's like he kind of wants to, I think his, his, he's very curious and what works and what doesn't. And he's not afraid to like, I mean, he's in the position where he can be okay to fail right. if something doesn't work. I mean, so many hats. Yeah. From obviously shooting it himself, editing it himself, directing it himself. I think sometimes he's the co-writer. So if you are kind of a one-man shop, you can say, yeah, I can do this. Because you know what it's going to take to shoot it on a phone and edit it on a phone and or wherever you're going to edit it. Which I think Um, is a big part of the indie process. Right. Is like you do have to be doing, you are doing four or five jobs. Like you're not just acting, you're not just writing. Like they are, this group talks about how they, they found skills they never even knew they had um, because they had to, to get it made. So, yeah. Well, because this season, do you know if they directed any of season one themselves? Yes. They did. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I know James has directed some stuff in between as well. So yeah. He did. Did like All American and um, um, the Royals. Yeah. Which Alexandra was on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, I know things. So, yeah. I mean, they're still. They are, you know, still working within the system in a lot of ways. I mean, he, you know, they're part of the unions and, you know, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. But they, I think this project is is really interesting because they have gotten it, you know, the fu- the funding for each season has been different. The, mm-hmm. the process of making it has been different. And, and, I mean, they're still finishing up the second season and getting ready to take it out. But, I mean, the first season ended up on Hulu and... Got international distribution on Paramount Plus, and very cool. So, I mean, there there are a lot of possibilities when you take this route. I think. Well, and I would think having a second season. I know it's not available to watch season one right now anywhere, but in having a second season and having more episodes, they can probably get redistribution for one. Yeah, with two because you have just more time that you keep people on the platform. Yeah, to watch more episodes. I also think just for those that are interested in the festival side of things, we don't screen a lot of independent TV. We don't have open submission process. We program the majority of our shows either 
by asking directly or being pitched by networks and studios Mm -hmm. as we fill past, present, and premiere slots and try to keep a balance with all the genres. But this one, specifically the piece of it that I think is interesting to us is the established in the industry players making the decision to do this. I think we would show independent TV maybe a little bit more, but it's such a case-by-case basis of why and how these people decided to go this route when maybe they didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, we we really enjoyed this when it was sent to us for season one, but it is also like the story around it was really interesting. Right. Um, and something I think our our audience in particular is really interested in. So, and this is just expanding on that even more. Yeah. So with that, um, enjoy James Lafferty, Stephen Coletti, and Alexandra Park, moderated by Sarah Osborne-Lite. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for being here. This is going to be a really fun chat about indie TV. I know I have a lot of questions. What's happening? Okay. It's very loud. We're going to bring in the cast, who you all know from Everyone is Doing Great. So everybody can just walk in. I don't even know if they can hear me. (laughs) All right. Hi. Y'all can come up here and sit. We have James Lafferty and Stephen Coletti and Alexandra Park from Everyone is Doing Great. I know. It's like, where do we sit? Water, it's hard. Once you put the water down, it's hard to lean back over and get it. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Hi, chairs. Hi, chairs. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Well, yesterday I did go to the, I mean, premiere of season two. How was it for you to sit in a room and watch people watch it? <laughs> Man, we've been waiting for that for a while. After sitting in a room together, editing and, and reviewing ourselves, uh, it's it's really nice to get in front of people and get that, that live audience reaction and kind of listen, you know, for where the laughs are happening and, and places that we didn't expect to get laughs, get laughs, which is awesome. Other places where we expected to get a laugh, yeah. not necessarily get a laugh. So we'll have to go back to the drawing board there. <laughs> yeah. Did you but, take notes? <laughs> yeah. Oh, mental notes for sure. Um, so that, yeah, that's, it's, it's great to get that. And of course, you know, it's, it's a big full circle moment for us after launching the campaign here back in 2018. And we just love being here. So this was, you know, this is a celebration having our team out here and, and being able to hang out with everybody. And So let's go back to 2018. How did that come about that y'all launched your campaign here at ATX Festival? And also, why did you choose to go the Indiegogo route? Um, wow. Need some slack? No. Oh, <laughs> is it tight? Um, you got it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we... Yeah, so we shot a, we initially shot a pilot, just one episode, um, kind of as an experiment, because we had this idea, and we all um, had a very specific idea for the way we wanted to shoot it, which was like um, basically off of a treatment, like a scriptment, um, and we felt like that would be a great way to bring like out some really organic, um, you know, unexpected comedy. Um, but it was our first time using that process and, um, and we didn't want to wait to go pitch it around and try to get financing or get a studio to buy it or whatever. So we shot it independently. Um, and we kind of sat on that for a while. Um, you know, we, we took that around town, but it wasn't really getting, nobody knew what to do with an independent pilot. (laughs) It wasn't anybody's baby. So it just didn't go anywhere. 
Um, and it, so I think it took us like almost a year to realize we gotta just pull ourselves up here um, and figure this out. Um, and so that's, that's how the whole crowdfunding thing started. And you know, fortunately we had uh, Michelle Lang who's sitting right over there who is um, uh, just an incredibly talented producer and incredibly hardworking producer. Um, and so she gave us the sort of number um, that you know, she thought we could, we could do it for um, eight episodes that was like the two hundred and fifty thousand. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we, we needed an additional amount as well, but we thought we could secure that from a financier, um, and so that's how we sort of like dove into the whole crowdfunding aspect of it. And and ATX is special for us because that was yeah that was where we, you know, sort of launched the campaign, and um, it was the first time that we showed the show publicly as well, um, which was incredibly incredibly helpful for the cause because otherwise nobody would have known what they were you know what they were backing. Were you like just watching the Indiegogo campaign like daily? Yeah. I mean, there was like five thousand people, right, that donated. Were you just like, oh, good, somebody just gave fifteen dollars? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was incredibly overwhelming because we didn't know what to expect, and it's kind of like slightly an uncomfortable thing to be doing, something we've never done before. But it was. It was like so incredible to just see the support that was coming in and the enthusiasm behind what we were creating, and it's just. It was a lot. Like every day, we're like wow. It's amazing. As someone who's just a TV watcher, can you kind of explain the difference between, like, what does it mean that you're doing indie TV? Like, what are the disadvantages to that? What are the advantages to that? Like, what don't you have that you would have if you went through a studio? Yeah, I mean, of course, well, the, the, on the financial side, from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> no key, money. Key ingredients <laughs> to making TV and film. Um, but... Um, but yeah, but at the end of the day, like we feel like we make up for that with, you know, our heart and, and our team, um, because look, of course, any show that's being made, even with studio backing, they've got a lot of heart and a lot of, you know, very talented people, um, coming together, but we have a, you know, a group of people that are coming together because they obviously love being in this business. They, they have a vision for the project and they love working together and we all recognizes, recognize each other's. I don't even want to say weaknesses, but where our strengths may not be and, and people being able to fill those different spots. And, and that's, you know, what's, I think, got us to this place where, you know, we, we build the team, we have everyone to come together that's invested um, and, and really, you know, um, passionate, of course, about filmmaking and, and, and telling stories, but, you know, really, you know, wanting to be a part of something that is kind of a new frontier right now with all the opportunities to stream um, and all the different platforms. And, and I mean, it could be something is creating something for TikTok or, or you know, whatever the newest streaming platform is. There's, there's so many possibilities now. Um, and so you don't necessarily need just like, you know, these handful of gatekeepers to tell you, go ahead and make it and we'll put it on our thing. You know, I think where independent film was years back where people were discovering that they could make something and then they could sell it and they can raise the money. It's kind of where, you know, where it's at now with TV because so much is happening in episodic, in that episodic space, um, so much more than we're used to in the past. And so with all the platforms, you got to fill it. They want content. It's all about content these days. And, and so, you know, I think you know, being able to, to get a group of pe people together that are very passionate about storytelling and that are hustlers, that are, are ready to get out there and, and, you know what, work a little bit under their quote to make something. Um, a <laughs> <laughs> when we have that, like, we feel like, um, you know, that's our strength, you know? It's, it's almost like you could perceive weakness, not necessarily having the finances from the beginning, but it also, it's quickly made up by people that are really gung-ho 
to make this thing. Um, so, what did you guys learn about like your strengths and weaknesses as writers, as actors, as directors by doing it this way versus what you learned, you know, being on a bigger set? Well, um, I mean, for me, it was like because I'd only ever just been an actor who go on a show and that was my job I got my scenes and I would learn them and that was it but it was I really wanted to do this thing with the guys and at first I remember being kind of flustered because I was like what is a producer like what does a producer do like literally and and you know and I learned along the way so that it, it's literally about what getting it done whatever that takes wearing many different hats all the hats and like Stephen said you know go you know leaning on your strengths and sort of going towards what needs to be done whether it's it's you know the nitty-gritty or it's the creative or if you're pushing things along it's literally just gathering all the pieces to make it possible did you learn yeah. something that surprised you, you were like dang i'm really good at this and i didn't know uh, her, her locations, locations. yeah locations. <laughs> yep I didn't know that would but it's like that's how it, how it literally goes where you know like what what needs to be done Figure it out. We, okay, I'm a haggler over here. Yeah, yeah, I'm Haggle. the haggler. She, she, <laughs> she got um, she got laughed at on the phone from our, our measly little offer. We were, like told her what like the budget was, and she got um, laughed off the phone one time. And then I, I looked out the I looked out the window and I saw her pacing in in the courtyard, just pacing quietly. I was like, that's interesting. I never see her do that. <laughs> and then like an hour later, I hear her on the phone, and it was like. It was like Ari Gold's super agent all of a sudden. <laughs> like, it, 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 it had oh, like woken the beast inside of her or something. Yeah. And she was just hammering people, hammering people. I mean, but in a way, you know, you got to no, do it. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't like, <laughs> but you know, you got to bring out all the stops. It's like, we need a compost farm. We need an urban farm. And now how do we get that? And so you've got to bring, you know, you know, play the card. Like, we're just a family-based, you know, and we need it. We're trying to make our dreams come true. And we'll be in and out. We won't make a mess. And we'll do this. And they're like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It was, it was really impressive. Definitely. What about you, Thanks. James? What did you learn about like, um, that you I, so, had to figure out? Yeah, I think similar to what Alex said, you know, is, um, you know, I've, I've directed um, and acted and I've, I've written, um, but it's all, you know, like the, the writing has all been very like an insulated process. I've never sold a script or anything like that. The directing has been on projects where you have an incredible um, safety net, basically, and you have all the resources that you want, acting as well, those are the sets that I've been on, but with something like this, you have to learn how to be a producer and what that really means. And there are all kinds of different producers, like it's such a broad term, but when you're making anything independent, um, you know, that name really becomes whatever needs to be done in that moment. Like, if the plumbing goes out at a location, you've got to clean it up. Uh, if, or, you know, if-, if it, There are sparkles in the carpet. You need yeah, to vacuum them up. Glitter on the, yeah, we got glitter on the carpet. All right, we got to go find a vacuum, you know? Yeah. We um, don't have a permit for parking, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, the I mean, police show up. But then, <laughs> but then there's also, you know, meeting the investors and getting to what, you know, there's a creative side of it as well. And you do all that stuff so that you can just get to the creative side of things. And I think the biggest struggle for me was, and I think for all of us to some extent, was all of the nitty gritty, you know, trying to balance that with also staying focused on what the creative mission is and, and trying to keep a clear head um, um, so that, you know, we can achieve the goals of what we want to put up on screen as actors and directors and just, you know, all of it. Tightrope walk. <laughs> what about you, Steven? 
Oh man. Um, yeah, I mean, to what James is saying, like, I think it's it's been a process in the two seasons with the show, trying to, you know, be able to compartmentalize everything and getting to when we're saying action, you know, and and um, but it's it's fun. Like, that's a, it's a, it's an it's a massive challenge, and and it's hard to kind of let that stress fall by the wayside. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, you know, we have an amazing team, Nas over here, Michelle Lang, and, yep. and a bunch of other people that are there to help us out um, and, and make it possible. Um, but Is it going to be boring now when you go to another show and you're like, oh, I just show up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'd use the word already, boring. but <laughs> That's already happened to me where I'm like... <laughs> As an actor, especially, yeah. you go into a set and there's like everything's happening around you, and I'm just like, I I gotta do something. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. very, like, can I bring a water to someone? Or like, this is just this seems like I'm I'm stealing from production, just like sitting here. Yeah, like, not boring, but sure, yeah, yeah. just like no. I can do so much more. Yeah. James was uh, you were texting me from the All American set after you were directing, and we'd just come off of uh, doing season two, and he was like, it's it's amazing how many people are here. <laughs> <laughs> It's like there's just so many dollar signs in this room, yeah. and yeah. like it's taking the same amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's so cool to give you so much credit. We do live in this world now where if you want to get it done, you can get it done. And instead of just sitting around, like you're getting it done, and this might be the thing, this might lead to the next thing. You just don't know what is the ultimate goal aside from finding a place for season two. Is it just to have fun? Is it to expand your resume? I think the goal is to just have the freedom to to make whatever we want to make and tell the stories we want to tell and play the characters that we want to play because it's not as easy as you might like it to be to kind of get that done in the in the regular way so i feel like that's the main thing right to yeah i mean i feel like we're like we'll watch some shows like comedies and, and like how fun would it be to be on a show like that and and um you know and for our individual backgrounds, where we come from, you know, those opportunities don't necessarily, you know, aren't coming down the pipeline a lot because it's just not necessarily what people might be used to us seeing us in or, or thinking of us when they're casting. Um, so this, yeah, I mean, this is no, no better way to then start your, your career on another trajectory than, you know, do what you want to do and, and yeah. make it for yourself. Uh, not, you know, for yourself, but like, you know, for what kind of characters you want to play and stories you want to tell. And so start a new trajectory. Yeah, I think with, with yeah. it's beautiful with TV, um, what you realize, I think, and what we realized, it's kind of surprised me, is like, you go, we went into the first season, it's like, this is the story we want to tell, and possibly we'll get to tell it in the future. And now that we've shot a second season, and we're in there, and we're editing, and, you know, we've opened up the story to feature more of Alex and Kariba's characters, and, you know, what that's doing is, is really beautiful for the whole, the whole package, and it's just made us realize, like, there are so many more stories that we can and want to tell through this one. If we had set out to make a, a film in the first place, then we might be left a little unsatisfied. Like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Like, I, I've got so much more in me, but I feel like now we're realizing that like this can be an ongoing conduit for you know those stories that we do want to tell. And there's so many things that we want to work in. The more life we live, the more we yeah. learn, the more we have to laugh at, <laughs> and the more we can put in the show. Yeah. Um, so that is, I think, a huge benefit to like just trying to go the television route. So what's next with the show? You now have to, you're still shopping it around, is that correct? Well, we're right now focusing on finishing the show. Okay, finishing um, the show. And then, so editing it? Is, is, yes, okay. yes. Um, we're you know about in the middle of our post-production process. Got a few episodes done, a few more to go. Um, and then we have, yeah, we have um, 
fifth season, formerly Endeavor Content, they represent us. Um, and so, you know, we're getting materials to them and, and they'll start taking us out. So it's just kind of, it's the same as we were after the, the first season. Um, you know, we have a good relationship with Hulu and Paramount Plus and, and we'll present back to them. And, and if the timing is right for them at that moment to take our show and, and have us fill a slot, great. If not, it'll be somewhere else, hopefully. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Do we have any questions in the audience? Yes. Oh, yeah, we'll go in the blue hat. I think the, uh, the biggest surprise was, uh, I mean, I personally haven't done a lot of comedy in, in, uh, in my career, and that was part of the reason why we wanted to, to, to do this, but um, uh, the process as well was new. I've you know, done a lot of improv, and we were sort of figuring that process out. Um, so I think the biggest adjustment was sort of realizing that it's not gonna feel funny when you do it, <laughs> especially with this, uh, the, our show is very dry comedy. Like we really find the humor in like the in-between moments and the awkward little nuances. Um, like any conversation is funny. Like you could probably edit together what I'm saying right now and it would be hilarious. <laughs> um, but that's, and we knew we, we always knew we wanted to lean on that, but I think um, it's very different when you're actually doing it and there's two cameras there and there's a whole crew standing around and everybody's dead silent. You kind of find, I, I feel like our first couple of takes together, you and I, like after you know, after we cut, we were just like, "Are we doing this right? <laughs> Is this working?" Um, but you just have to trust it and go. And, and I think you really, once you get into the edit and you find it, you mine those those gold moments out of the um, out of the edit. Then you have the confidence to move forward. But yeah, I think that was the biggest sort of adjustment. Yeah, and you really trusting that. You know, your story's gonna evolve through the, the stages, of course, from you know, outlining to script to shooting and to editing. And like he was saying, that there were there were scenes where I mean personally we, we get done with it, I'm like, ooh, this this one's probably gonna hit the cutting room floor. And then we get in there, like, oh my gosh, there's actually all sorts of great stuff in there. So um, yeah, re really trusting that those moments you're, you're gonna find them, they'll, they'll be there. Um, is something that was that was and big. On a practical level, I think um we just, we have a, like Steve was saying, we have a really great team. Um, our producers are very, very um, uh, experienced and very resourceful and creative. Um, and so we were really lucky to have a lot of the pieces in place um, that looking back on, you know, there's like certain pieces to the puzzle sometimes, especially if you have a limited budget where you're like, okay, do I really need, you know, do I really, can I just, you know, what kind of food do I really need, you know? Yeah, or it's does like, this need to be shot at this location that's going to yeah, ultimately or, cost us a lot of money? Do I really need a script supervisor, you know? It's like, yes, you need to feed your crew really well. <laughs> yeah. You need a script supervisor. You need all, like, you need these things, you know? And you might not need, there are some bells and whistles you can get away with not having. Um, but, but, you know, treat people well, feed people well, get people coffee. Um, and, uh, and, and make sure that you've got those, those integral parts of the puzzle. Don't, don't, you know, cause it, it will come back to bite you if you, if you leave one of those things behind. How did you guys, you speak so much about like the family and, and your community that have helped build this. How did you find them? Because, you know, you can be in LA, you can be writing, you can want to make a show, but like, how did you find these people and your friends that, you know, helped you make this? Yeah. I mean, I, I over the years of, of you know, just, just working on different projects. I think you could be working on a short film, um, you know, for a week and it 
ultimately end up nowhere. Or I've, you know, I think James as well, I've, I've worked on developing independent pilots before that went nowhere, you know, but from each project, you, you obviously you're taking something from that, whether it's your own experience um, or it's meeting somebody. And, and I think that's, you know, putting yourself out there um, and, and working on different things that not, might, not, might not necessarily be the, you know, might, the, the shiny object or something that you're really jazzed about, but if you could find something in, in certain people or certain stories that um, are, are interesting to you, I, I think that, that you kind of collect them along the way, right? And then, you know, as you get further down the road, um, the opportunity presents itself to then gather a team, then you're like, oh, I, you know, from that short film I worked on, that person was really great at that, that's person, I, I want to work with these, there's kind of, those things kind of speak to you along the way, and, you know, we, this, this show has been the opportunity for us all to, you know, reach out to our friends and say, hey, we're going to make this thing, and, and we're, we're bringing people together that we want to work with, and that we believe in, and that we want to also showcase, um, and then having all of that energy come together is, you know, it's what's really helped to make this, you know? Um, so it's, it's been fun to do that. Yeah. Another question, yes in the green. I wanna go back to the Indiegogo campaign. So of course with film, pretty common. Was that the first at ATX Festival or the first TV Indiegogo campaign um, that you know of? I think there had been others, yeah. There had been others. Um, but I don't know about the, their, their scale and there's like some animation on there. Um, there's definitely pilots that have been kickstarted. Um, I don't know about entire seasons. That's a, I mean, that's a good, I, guess, I, I don't know. So. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, uh, and as far as, you know, ATX, I'm not sure if the ATX had had an independent pilot before we got here. I, think they I don't had. think so. They, no, they, I don't think they, so. They didn't? Okay. Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Well, in, <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's why it was all, I guess it was just so huge for us to, to be here um, and to have that exposure. And I think in, independent television is still very much finding its way, you know, it's, it's, it's becoming more common, but it's still not, the system isn't really built for it, you know, with, with TV, you need so much incubation and you need so many more resources. Um, you're going to be telling that story for a much longer time. Um, I think, you know, the studio system, you have executives and they have their darlings, they have their things that they want to foster and cultivate. Um, it's really hard to bring them something that somebody else has already done, you know, and they have a budget, right? Yeah. They have only so much money that they can spend on the stuff that they want to make. They got to really love it um, for them to take that money out of that budget and put it towards something that they, you know, didn't get behind, that they didn't foster and cultivate. So. Um, you know, with film, it's much easier because uh, I think film has been a commodity for so long, right? Where it's just like you can go pick what you want a la carte as a streamer or whatever and just throw it on there. But um, television takes a little bit more time um, and it takes a little bit more energy. And so I feel like the investment that it takes to make it, you know, uh, at the studio level and the streamer level um, might be boxing independent television out a little bit right now. But I just I think the easier it gets to make with you know, technology and, and resources, um, I think there's gonna be more out there and it's gonna become more of a commodity, I hope. I'm gonna go here for a question, but I do, I want everybody, there's a lot of people here that pitched at the pitch competition. Everybody yeah. raise your hand. There's so many, and I think that's really cool. That's that, awesome, that's so cool. I like that y'all showed up. 
to this panel and just wanted to recognize, um, and then we'll, I'm sure somebody over there has a question too, but right here, and then we'll go to y'all. Yes. Yeah, um, thanks for this. I'm curious about, your, I'm sure you're all union members, so how, how does it, independent television, how does that cross over with unions, and then what's going, what's happening in terms of the strike, in terms of pitching your show? I mean, are you, are you going to wait till that's over, or? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question, and it's like it was the first question on our minds when, you know, all of this started happening as well. Um, you know, we are uh, SAG and DGA. We're not WGA. We've never been WGA. Um, and um, But, you know, the, the project is done and dusted, right? We're like, we're in post-production. We're editing. Um, you know, at this point, it's, it's not going to restrict us from, you know, going out to market with, with the show. Um, if we had just written the show and we were going out and trying to sell it, I think that would be a different story, a hundred percent. But, um, but yeah, the expectation is that we is that we get the job done that we started doing. I mean, we have investors, <laughs> you know. Um, but um, but as far as the cause, it's something that we are a hundred percent on board with. Like this is such an incredibly important moment, um, and you know, as as union members, we recognize that like we got to figure this out, right? Like, and and we're glad that. People were at the table, wish it was going a little bit better, uh, wish it, that this thing didn't feel like it was going to last so long. Um, but but ultimately, it, it's something that has to happen. Like, yeah. Yes. And yes, you? Definitely. Yeah, I think so. I went and yeah, it's strange because you're, you know, when you're, when we're making our show, there are no down moments. Like you're on set and then you're here and you're adjusting and you're there and you're there and you're there. And so going on to another set as just an actor was very strange for me. Just kind of, oh, just sit, just sit down there and just like, just hang, hang out for hours. Like, is there nothing I can do? There's nothing I can help with? Can I get some waters over there? Does anyone need a lift? Do we need a fan? Like, it's, um, it's strange, but you definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to sit back and just appreciate how much goes into a production, how many people are working you know, round the clock to make things run smoothly um, and to learn from that as well, to kind of go on another set and be like, oh, I see the way they've done that. Maybe we could, we could get a little more muscle in that department there. And, but, yeah, it's definitely strange um, after, after doing this independently. It, it feels, yeah, very different. Yes. Was there another? Oh, yes, right here. Yeah. Well, no, we we would like to, but um, unfortunately, you know, to, to hand a piece out, I guess, to everybody on on crew, <laughs> not necessarily sustainable in a long term sense, but still, there's an importance in in involving our producing team and creatives that are getting the thing jump started from the beginning. Um, and 
bringing them in. And, um, and also, it's, it's, it's an opportunity for people to showcase their talents in a, in a way where it's like if they're not if they haven't necessarily done a specific job say it's directing um you know here's an opportunity we'll we'll let you do that and and, and i think that you know that's that's one way that you know we help i, th I guess elevate and and, and uh, compensate you know people it, it's get just kind them of on board i think can, is yeah. the thing it's not yeah. like we're going out you know we're going out to people with like-minded crew and cast and and being very upfront and saying you know we don't know what's going to go on here but we really believe in this and we would like love to work with you Can, do you want to come on board and you know become part of this that hopefully will pay off down the road um I, I think bonuses are a good idea and i think you know when you have that opportunity to do that for certain uh, players' roles, you know, that are being filled on, on your crew, uh, in front of, behind the camera. If you can do it, do it. Um, and also, you know, for, for us in particular, like, we weren't, we, we fortunately did have enough of a budget to pay people their rates. Um, and, and so that wasn't as much of a consideration, but it has been a consideration in other departments. Um, and I think one more thing I'd say to that is like, you know, if someone's doing you a favor, make sure they know that you'll be there for them when they need something and then follow through on that because um, A, you're just going to strengthen the relationship. B, you're going to learn a lot. You'll probably have an amazing experience. You never know what that's going to lead to. And it's just, you know, re reciprocating is, um, is what it's all about. You know, when people show up for you and, and you show up for them, that's how great things get done. So, yeah. And w one thing early on when we were first starting the show, building the core producing team, it was you know, definitely having them involved and invested from the beginning. So I, I think it, when you're, you know, you've got those people that you you believe in that are filling some of your weaknesses, if you will, um, that are going to really help jumpstart the project and, and kind of take it to its next step um, and, and get it the acceleration it needs to really move forward. Yeah, I mean, having them in, involved and, and feeling a part of it and invested is, is important from the, from the jump for sure. Okay, we're supposed to wrap up. If you have a short, short question, you can ask it really quick. Yeah, what do, yeah, let you. In a dream world, how many seasons of this project would you have? And or is there another one that you're really excited to make a pilot for? Like, in the future? I think the dream was three, right? At least three. At least three. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to stretch it out too long to where, you know, you, you know, you know, you Washington yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like they didn't need to make this season. Like, end on we high don't want to make that yeah. season. Um, so we, we want to end on a high note. We just don't know which season that is yet. Um, and uh, and but we, we know we've got at least one more great one in us. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. I know this whole crowd here appreciates it, and we'll be watching and waiting for where season two will be. Um, thank you always for coming to ATX Television Festival and being so open about the whole process. Thank you so much for having us. You have been listening to the TV Campfire podcast, hosted by ATX TV co-founders Emily Gibson and Caitlin McFarland, and produced by Jennifer Morgan. This conversation was recorded live at ATX TV Festival Season 12 in Austin, Texas, between June 1st and 4th, 2023. For more information on the festival and becoming an ATX TV member, follow us at ATX Festival or visit atxfestival.com.